Are you recording yourself at that end? Yes, I'm ready. I bet Adam Somerick wished he'd asked the same question. <laughs> <laughs> From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. The end of Adam Somerick's parliamentary career is the end of an important chapter in Labor's factional history. As the scandal embroils the Federal Party, one big question remains unanswered. Who leaked the tapes? Today, political columnist for the Saturday paper, Paul Bongiorno, on the downfall of a Labor warlord. Okay, Paul, where does this story start? Well, Ruby, it starts with a carefully orchestrated sting that lasted 12 months and which ended last weekend when 60 Minutes aired covert recordings of Victorian Labor Party strongman Adam Somurik boasting about branch stacking. Tonight, an explosive year-long investigation by 60 Minutes and The Age newspaper will reinforce the distrust and contempt many Australians have for our politicians. This is a story which exposed... Among other things, Somurik named six federal MPs who owed him... Taxpayer-funded rorting... The guy got a $30,000 pay rise. Because of a factional thing, and we're in a state of war. So the activities and the spectacular fall of this factional warlord have ramifications well beyond the borders of his fiefdom in Victoria. And politicians turned into puppets. We're going to take over. I'm going to f***ing knock her f***ing head off. She's a psycho By Labor's faceless man. There are 16,000 members of the Labor Party in Victoria and, according to some estimates, based on recorded claims of Somuric himself, as many as a quarter of them are fake. 60 Minutes and The Age newspaper have obtained more than 100 audio and video surveillance files. It's undeniable evidence which lays bare the dirty underbelly of the ALP. The scandal has so far cost Adam Somurik his ministry and his membership of the Labor Party. There's a police investigation and a corruption inquiry underway. And two other state Labor government ministers have lost their jobs, so this is no small affair. And who is Adam Somurik? Well, he's a Turkish-Australian politician. He is or was a big wheel on the right of the Labor Party in the Victorian branch. Historically, he'd played a part in making a deal with a section of the left to protect Bill Shorten's leadership. Somurik was relentless in his pursuit of dominance in the state party, and his naked grab for power hasn't been pretty. He first lost his state ministry in 2015 after allegedly bullying and harassing his female chief of staff, who lodged a formal complaint. He was also involved in an incident in the parliamentary dining room where witnesses say he brandished a butter knife at a Labor colleague. A butter knife, Paul? Well, that's the allegation. (laughs) Although Somurik denies this. And a few years back, he was the subject of media scrutiny after leaked text messages showed him threatening federal Labor power broker Richard Miles in an ugly disagreement. Somurik said there would be big-time payback against Miles and spelled out his threats in one filthy, expletive-laden text, too obscene to quote here. 
Well, these incidents were symptomatic of his crude bullying and threatening of senior Labor MPs, which went all the way to the top, including Premier Andrews and Bill Shorten when he was Federal Labor leader. Right, and speaking of that, where is Anthony Albanese in all of this? Well, not exactly hiding under the doona, but uh, cheering from the sidelines at Somyorek's demise and not wanting to be seen involved with the actions of his federal colleague, Anthony Byrne, a former Somyorek ally whose office was used as part of the sting. But it will be hard for Albanese to avoid copping some of the muck that's flying around. In one of those 60 Minutes recordings, Somyorek boasted about his influence in Canberra. Albanese tried to say that he scarcely knew who Somyorek was. Uh, he uh, is someone uh, I've barely met. And, and the fact is, what, what's concerning... He basically said that outside of Victoria, no-one knew him and that went for many of his federal colleagues. I, I barely know this bloke. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you where he lived, what electorate he was in. Uh, he's, he's not someone who's played any role in terms of... Uh, the national organisation of, of the parties on the national executive. All right, let, uh, let, let me bring in the, the, the... Could that possibly be true? Well, Ruby, to a limited degree, Somerick was also on the federal executive of the party with uh, Albanese, though there's no doubt big noting yourself is stock in trade for backroom operators. They're always anxious to enhance the myth of their influence and power. In fact, one senior interstate Labor figure told me Somyorek was a delusional prick. But there's no doubt Albanese would have known exactly who he was. We'll be back in a moment. As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day summarising each of their key points with links to full articles from a range of sources. Get the news you need to your inbox every weekday morning with Post. Sign up at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. As a a. 7am listener, you value the story behind the headlines. That's why you should read Post, a free daily newsletter bringing you the top five news stories of the day, summarising each of their key points. Sign up today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters. We're talking about the scandal that has engulfed the Labor Party this week. Tell me more about how it's impacting them federally. Well, Labor's opponents have uh, noticed. Scott Morrison uh, went out of his way to jump on it as soon as he could on Monday in Parliament. He seized on an age front page headline quoting Somurek, who's going to protect Elbow? Morrison asked, and probably fairly, what this could mean. But I note, I note today we have who's going to protect Albo on the front page of the age, Mr Prime Speaker. Minister, I Prime quote Minister. it, Mr Speaker. I am Prime simply Prime quoting the, the Prime title Minister of the... His seats. Prime Minister resume his seat. The PM said the scandal raised a series of questions and undoubtedly the Leader of the Opposition would attempt to answer them with a candour he hoped, I think Morrison had his tongue firmly in his cheek, that uh, Albanese would at least match that of the Victorian Premier. But, Mr Speaker, the question is, who does he need to be protected from? No, no, the Prime Minister will resume his seat. Prime Minister will resume his seat. I've concluded my answer. 
Well, I'm still going to point out to the Prime Minister the question. Well, Albanese at least promised a proper examination and with the support, indeed at the request of the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews, the Federal Party has sacked the Victorian branch office holders and appointed administrators, party elders Steve Brax and Jenny Macklin. This comes on top of what has already been a very damaging week for the Labor Party. Its national executive has intervened into the Victorian branch, uh, taking over pre-selections there and appointing administrators. And Daniel Andrews has lost... The voting rights of all Victorian Labor members are suspended until 2023, though Federal Party President Wayne Swan says this isn't locked in cement. Well, Albanese applauded Andrew's swift action, booting Somurek out of the parliamentary party, and the federal executive slapping a life ban on this felled warlord. Mr Somurek was not offered an opportunity to resign. He's not worthy of an opportunity to resign. He was sacked, and that is the fact of the matter. It is all kind of staggering. Has Labor dealt with something like this before? Well, Ruby, it's actually almost a reprise of a scandal in Queensland 20 years ago. Then Labor Premier Peter Beattie had to deal with a similar mess over pre-selection rorting. Beattie famously said that the people of Queensland wanted to kick the Labor Party in the bum and he, the Labor Premier, was doing it for them. Well, fellow Queenslander Wayne Swan, now federal president of the party, says there was a comprehensive inquiry at that time, rules were changed, and he says the culture was changed and the party in Queensland is the better for it. Mm. And Paul, I guess the other big question here is who leaked? It is the big question. You know, it could almost be the million-dollar question. (laughs) Speculation has been rife around the Parliament this week as to who cooperated with the Nine Media investigation. It has all the hallmarks of an inside job. A hidden camera in the office of Somuric friend and ally Anthony Byrne, the federal member for Holt, caught some of the dirty dealings. Somuric clearly believes his old ally has betrayed him. Somuric on Thursday leaked to newspapers a series of texts from Anthony Byrne over the past two years that, to say the very least, are highly embarrassing to the federal MP. But the fact is, so uncouth was Somuric's exercise of power, matched only by his misogynistic and homophobic language, that his enemies were legion. How do you address this sort of thing in politics, entrenched self-interest and possible corruption? Well, obviously, one answer is the need for a Federal Integrity Commission. Well, this scandal, it's true, is immediately a Victorian state issue, but its trigger is the pursuit of power and influence, and this, by definition, is what politics everywhere is all about. Branch stacking rears its head in all parties as individuals seek to influence the numbers they need to get into Parliament and stay there with their party's endorsement. The states do have anti-corruption commissions, with New South Wales being the gold standard, and I would say the time has come for the federal government to establish a strong independent commission along the model of New South Wales. There are a number of federal issues that are crying out for such attention, like the multi-million dollar sports rorts, the Angus Taylor fake Sydney City Council letter, the multi-million dollar Paladin security contract, and the treatment of whistleblower lawyer Bernard Collieri and his client. 
But sadly, Morrison's on the record saying an integrity commission is a second-order issue. And uh, he's certainly put it on the long finger. On Tuesday, in fact, the government, for the second time since the election, gagged debate in the House of Representatives of a Greens bill that the Senate had passed to set up a strong, independent integrity commission. And, Ruby, the longer this goes on, the more inexcusable it is. Paul, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Ruby. Bye. Sloane Crosley is known for her funny and acerbic personal essays, but her new memoir digs much deeper to examine the loss of her best friend. Join me, Michael Williams, as I chat with Sloane about Grief is for People. Find it wherever you listen. Also in the news, Australia's unemployment rate has jumped to its highest level in 19 years, according to the latest Bureau of Statistics figures. It's estimated that more than 227,000 jobs were lost last month, with the unemployment rate now sitting at 7.1%. And Qantas is cancelling all of its overseas flights up to late October after the Federal Tourism Minister said international travel to and from Australia is unlikely until at least next year. Since the pandemic, 11 airlines worldwide, including Virgin Australia, have collapsed and many others are on the brink. 7am is a daily show from the Monthly and the Saturday Paper. It's produced by Ruby Schwartz, Atticus Basto and Michelle Macklem. Elle Marsh is our Features and Field Producer in a position supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Brian Compo mixes the show. Our editor is Osman Faruqi. Eric Jensen is our Editor-in-Chief. Our theme music is by Ned Beckley and Josh Hogan of Envelope Audio. New episodes of 7am are released every weekday morning. Subscribe in your favourite podcast app to make sure that you don't miss out. I'm Ruby Jones. See you next week.